Good morning from the Financial Times. Today is Wednesday, November 2nd, and this is your FT News Briefing. The Federal Reserve is set to raise interest rates again today. Meanwhile, Pfizer is figuring out how to keep revenues up as demand for vaccines goes down. Plus, Elon Musk now runs four companies, but can he juggle them all? I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. The Federal Reserve keeps trying to cool inflation. The Fed is expected to raise interest rates by 75 basis points for the fourth time in a row today. But despite that, the U.S. economy isn't slowing down. Last quarter, U.S. gross domestic product increased by more than 2.5%, and demand for U.S. workers rebounded in September. That's according to a report the Department of Labor released yesterday. We'll see if higher rates have cooled inflation when October's Consumer Price Index report comes out next week. Demand for Pfizer's COVID-19 vaccines is falling. Even so, Pfizer yesterday increased its 2022 sales forecast by $2 billion. That's because it has raised the price of its shots. The FT's Jamie Smith has more. Now, its rationale for doing that is that obviously it's going to increase its own revenues by doing that or compensate for the drop in demand somewhat. But also the U.S. market is moving from one where the government purchase in bulk vaccines to supply to the population to one where commercial payers such as hospitals, medical groups, insurance companies, they're going to be purchasing the vaccine directly from companies. So Pfizer is saying that because this uh, the, the crisis phase of the pandemic is coming to an end, we're moving to a commercial market, it should have the flexibility to increase the price of its vaccine considerably. Now, is that going to be enough to prop up revenues in the long term? Well, really, the second part of Pfizer's strategy is to uh, develop new products and launch new products to try and bolster revenues over the next five to 10 years. And partly the reason for this is that it's going to see COVID sales moderating over that period. But also, it has several big drugs which are coming off patent in coming years, and they're going to lose exclusivity. So the amount of revenues it generates from these drugs is going to decline considerably. And do we have a sense of how increasing the price of vaccines will impact public health? Pfizer insists that the public won't have to pay any more money, mainly because in the US it's saying that private insurance schemes will be forced by the government to cover this. Now, the negotiations between the government and Pfizer towards this end have not been concluded yet. So we'll need to see as these negotiations progress and as we move into a commercial market, the exact impact that it's going to have on the public. But we're not yet clear on what will happen in other markets around the world. And you would expect, for example, in Europe, governments would still end up being the majority buyers of these vaccines. And if they're buying in bulk, uh, there's a potential that there won't be the same scale of price rises that Pfizer expects to be able to make in the U.S. That's the FT's U.S. pharmaceutical correspondent, Jamie Smith. (laughs) 
Elon Musk is already making waves at Twitter. The world's richest man closed the $44 billion deal to buy the platform last Friday. Since then, he's cleared out the social media company C-Suite, and yesterday, he floated an outline for Twitter users to hold onto their blue verification check marks for $8 a month. Now, if Twitter wasn't enough of a handful, Musk also runs three other companies, Tesla, SpaceX, and The Boring Company. Seems like a lot. So, can he juggle it? How does it fit in as like a piece in the puzzle? I don't think it really does. Obviously, like he's mostly run a electric car company and space company. So social media isn't really his thing. That's the FT's Hortensa Aliai. She was part of a Twitter space discussion the other day about Elon Musk's Twitter takeover and whether he's up to the challenge. But he does have these people that he trusts who are in pretty prominent positions at these companies. And also, you know, we've spoken to shareholders who basically said, look, companies like SpaceX, companies like Tesla run themselves. And therefore, this allows him to have time to focus on this sort of new new toy that he's gotten. Musk has promised to loosen content moderation rules on Twitter. He hasn't released any concrete plans yet, but in the same Twitter space, the FT's Sujit Indap says that'll be a big test for him. Uh, I think the one thing is obvious is that he hasn't spent that much time. I mean, he's brainstormed, but there's not that much deep strategic planning into what he wants to do here. So he's just making it up as he goes along. Uh, And I think that he's about to find, and this is an important point, I think, is that Social media companies are really complicated in that they deal with really difficult philosophical questions around free speech and moderation and how do you balance the two. And it's a constant, we've seen it, it's a constant struggle at Facebook uh, and Twitter before, and and it's hard hard to reconcile those and still run a business. Balancing free speech and content moderation on Twitter could have political implications. Here's the FT's Hannah Murphy. One big question and, and something that is already raised a lot of concerns is that he is now, in some ways, a, a bit of a political gatekeeper, given the sort of outsized importance of the platform to politicians and political campaigns. Um, so, for example, he said, we're going to allow all speech on the platform, as long as it just follows the letter of the law in every country. Obviously, an issue that not just Twitter, but any social media platform has to grapple with is that there are sort of autocratic governments out there that try to use and draw up social media laws that may be used to sort of censor people or surveil people. And those social media companies have to decide whether they bend to those or whether they push back and what that looks like. Obviously, as the world's richest man, Elon has business interests all around the world. And so there's a question of sort of whether there will be conflicts in that respect and also just how he approaches that. The other thing Elon Musk needs to consider when running Twitter is that he needs the company to make money. Hortensa says there's a lot at stake if he doesn't. This is a pretty big deal for him because the company now has close to $13 billion of debt and a lot of his personal fortune is on the line. And he has to make interest payments, which are going to be probably like a a billion a year on this debt. So he will have to find a way for Twitter to make money. And the easiest way to do that is with ad revenue, which he's already sort of wrote back on comments I'd made before about not wanting advertisers on the platform. But yeah, I think the important point is that he is going to have to to make money. And it'll be interesting to see how he does that, because I'm not sure how much people value their blue ticks, really. 
That was the FT's tech correspondent, Hannah Murphy, our Wall Street editor, Sujit Indap, and our mergers and acquisitions correspondent, Hortensa Aliai. If you want to listen to the full Twitter space discussion, we have a link to the recording in the show notes. Before we go, Coca-Cola is one of the sponsors of the upcoming COP27 Climate Summit. That sponsorship was already controversial since the beverage company is one of the world's largest plastic polluters. But new data show that Coca-Cola increased its non-recycled plastic use last year. That's according to the Ellen MacArthur Foundation, which is an environmental charity. Coca-Cola and other multinationals have made a commitment to decrease their use of non-recycled plastic by 2025. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news. Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. From a local business to a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America gives your operation access to exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Copyright 2024. Here at Bellingcat, we get to the bottom of things. From a global crisis to an underreported event, we find the facts using publicly available tools and resources, uncovering what is hidden on and below the surface. We connect the dots using social media posts, satellite images, and public records, and empower others to do the same by sharing how we do it. The ability to do so is only made possible by our readers, supporters, and community members. Care to join us? Learn how at bellincat.com.